everyone, John Simons, PPG Grandpa. Guess who I have on the phone with me today? You'll never believe it. Uh, you're right. I got PPG Gorilla. Hey, PPG Gorilla, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing, buddy? Just another beautiful day in paradise. Man, it's so good to actually chat with you. I see you on podcasts and on on the on a TV. Well, you know, if YouTube is a TV, I get to see you fly around in your trike. Now, what kind of trike do you have? I have a, uh, a Calibri trike made by Power to Fly. That's really cool. And how long have you been flying? I've been flying a little over two years now. That, that's uh, that's actually a long time. And I've been, been flying trike ever since. I have foot launch, but that's something I want to do, do more of in the future. And uh, you want to do more foot launching. So what are, what, what are we doing to get to going from trike to foot launch? Well, you know, I got on the scale on Easter Sunday, and I was shocked and appalled that I weighed 285 pounds. So I decided right then it was time to um, to get on a diet and get in shape. So I'm lighter on my wing and lighter on my feet and, and just healthier overall. So um, I made a video about it. I put it out. And one of the guys I fly with, Carl McGee, um, he made a pledge that if I reach my goal of losing 45 pounds in, in the next 90 days, he would donate a certain amount of money to Resurgence PPG. I was kind of blown away by that. And then it, it kind of caught on. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> excuse me, next thing you know, I have about $1,400 in pledges that if I lose this 45 pounds in three months, um, everybody's going to donate to resurgence. Oh, okay. So you're going for 45 pounds in three months. Yes. And your secret to this is keto, intermittent fasting. What, what's, what's your secret? You know, I've had some success with keto in the past, but uh, this time I've, I've started out with intermittent fasting and uh, just calorie deficit along with some, some more exercise, um, I try to keep it about 1,600 to 2,000 calories a day, and I have a pretty active job. I work as an, as an air conditioning tech, so I do a lot of moving around already during the day. Oh, that, and, that, uh, that's cool. If I, if I hit a plateau in, in a few weeks, I'll probably switch over to keto because I've had some success with that in the past. I, I have lost a bunch of weight also in the past with keto. I, I think it really works great, but, man, as soon as you have any candy or sugar, man, it just – goes bye-bye yeah i found that if i i lose weight on keto i could lose it but man i sure do put it back on easy so i'm trying to make this more of a, a lifestyle change than just a, a hardcore diet yeah I, I i totally i totally agree um so you are losing weight you're going from 285 you're gonna try to lose 45 pounds you have the opportunity of people donating money uh, per pound or, or if you make your weight goal to your resurgence PPG. Now, what about resurgence PPG? Do you really like, um, and, uh, why do we want to donate to resurgence PPG? Well, if there's anyone out there that hasn't heard of resurgence PPG, what they do is they take, um, adaptive disabled veterans, maybe single leg or even double leg amputees, and they teach them to fly paramotors. And, this does a number of things for them. It, it brings them into the world of aviation. It, it brings them back to a camaraderie similar to what they were used to in the military and, um, and just, just opens them up to the world. And it just, it's life changing for people. So I, I really uh, do everything that I can. And we do on Paramotor Nation. We really try to support resurgence because we just think it's a great cause. That's really awesome. So how, how can we uh, get up um, with you? Like you got a YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel? I'm uh, <clears throat> youtube.com slash PPG Gorilla. I'm on Facebook to facebook.com PPG Gorilla. Um, I posted that on a, uh, on a Facebook page, Facebook for Beginners, and that's where everyone started to make the pledges. And then some people have also pledged on my YouTube channel, so uh, in the comments on the video. So I've tried to keep it to those two places so it doesn't get too spread out. And then I just do a I do a weigh in every Sunday and uh, and post the results. So I got a lot of a lot of support from the community, which is cool. Uh, I I saw that and I'm like, okay, you, you got me. I'm I'm gonna do this too. There there's no way that I can sit here. I stepped on the scale that day that you did, and I weighed 262 pounds, and that kind of means that I went from 200 to 262 in about six months. So obviously. 
I'm doing something wrong. Uh, I'm thinking it's way too much cakes and candies, but I enjoy foot uh, lunch also, and I can't do it if I'm this big. So I'm going to do the same thing. I am going to lose at least 45 pounds in the next three months with you. So is there a place that, um, that you post that I can post that maybe we can get this word out? Um, other than that, is it, you said Paramotor, Na- Paramotor Nation. Tell me a little bit about that. Paramotor Nation is a, uh, a, a basically a live YouTube show that was started by my friends, uh, David Wolf and Brandon McLeod, um, just a little over a year ago. And um, we just wanted to, uh, to have somewhere to talk about paramotors where we could bring people on and interview them and everybody could learn. It's uh, educational and, and also fun. It's just to bring the community together and, and, and just to be a good learning resource for everyone. You know, we could probably... Um, we could probably post on uh, on Facebook or on my website or your website or um, anywhere. We'll we'll keep in touch and uh, keep our keep our goals in mind. Well, that's really awesome. Right now, uh, this is the first time that I've actually live streamed with my Mevo camera to kind of show what I do and how I'm doing this this podcast, which is which is really the cheapest way that I could possibly think of doing this. I got a good microphone connected to my iPad and I talk into the microphone and then when you're ready to talk I put it down by the phone so we get better uh, quality audio. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, Paramotor Nation and uh, what you use. You use Zoom, right? Yeah, we use the Zoom platform and it seems to work out pretty good for us. Um, we've all just picked up some webcams and um, we, we learned that we needed some a little bit better than uh, computer microphones. We bought some microphones, nothing real high end or real fancy, but um, it, it seems to do pretty good quality. I, I'm surprised. I've listened to the podcast and uh, I listened to Anthony Vela um, yesterday or um, uh, Kyle O'Glee yesterday, and uh, your yeah, your audio is really good. That's 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 uh, well. I mean, like I said, I'm going the cheapest way possible. I think you have to get a subscription or something with Zoom, but I eventually want to do that. But until then. I'm doing it the, the cheap way here. Now, since we got you on here, I have a confession. Do you want, do you want to hear a confession? Sure. <laughs> when I, before I flew, I was looking around the internet and I wanted to, to have a really cool name. And when I heard of your name, PPG Gorilla, I'm like, that is like the coolest thing ever. And then, you know, here I am a grandpa and I'm like, how about PPG Grandpa? So you actually were my inspiration to getting the PPG Grandpa. Oh, very cool. That's that's very cool. I get such a such a good feedback from people on YouTube and, and uh, Facebook. It's, it's really awesome. I really I really appreciate every bit of it. So thank you, Sean. I'm honored. Well, that that's no problem. I, I thank you for for being out there. I've been looking at your your YouTube channel, and it looks like you get at least a thousand, if not two thousand or more, views every time that you post. I'm I'm pretty impressed with what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been I've been blessed with it. I, I really enjoy it. I've, obviously, I enjoy the flying, but I really enjoy the video making and and editing and uh, you know communicating with all the people. So it's it's really a lot of fun. All of it. And you're doing a lot of stuff with 360 now, right? Yeah, I've been enjoying the. I got the Insta 360 One X, and uh, I've I've been enjoying that. I like, to me, a, a video that just has a GoPro on somebody's helmet is boring. So I'm usually running four or sometimes five cameras on every flight, and I like to have a lot of different camera angles. I think it keeps the video exciting and makes it easier to watch and. That's, that's one of my big things is, is lots of different camera angle, angles and lots of action. That's really interesting. Um, what kind of cameras do you have? They're all GoPros, the, the Insta 361X, and then I have a GoPro 8, I have a GoPro 5, uh, and a GoPro 4, and they just they go in various places. How do you hook, how do you do audio? Because your audio seems to be pretty good. Is it a voiceover or it, do you actually use like a microphone? I, I do both. I do. Um, I have a, a helmet that I purchased from Wisconsin Flight Sports. It's uh, made by Micro Avionics over in the UK, and it's a, a full helmet with communication setup, and it has a, a, a GoPro out adapter. So 
the GoPro records everything that comes obviously out of my mouth into this microphone or, or anything that comes in over the radio. So I fly with an aviation band radio and a two meter radio. Um, and it, it records all of that. It does, it does a really nice job. I've been very happy with it. Yeah, it sounds really good. Uh, I know Tucker just put up a video just like recently, if it wasn't today or yesterday, about making a helmet and the communications and the microphones and all that stuff. Uh, do you use a Cena? I don't. My previous setup had a Cena, but this one is, um, it does not have a Cena. It has a Bluetooth built in so you can connect to your phone. And uh, has noise can noise canceling microphone and everything built right into the setup. So that's what I wanted. I wanted a, a helmet, and uh, there was a nice helmet that came out on the market about a year or so ago, and it was just it was expensive. It was like fourteen hundred dollars, but it did absolutely everything. You know, it it had multiple radio inputs and did an output right to the GoPro, and and I liked it, but I just couldn't afford it. Then I came across this one for about half of the money, and it does everything that I needed to do. So. It's, it's been great. Is, is that the one from Aviator you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's a nice helmet. It's a premium helmet for sure. But it was just it was just out of my budget. Yeah, this this, this sport is one of those things that you got to have a little bit of cash coming in. Uh, how often do you fly? I, I only get to fly about once a week, unfortunately. I live in, um, in West Florida on the Gulf Coast. And um, it's about an hour to my airport where we fly. Along the coast, it's really uh, populated and congested, and there really aren't many or any places near here to fly. So we have to travel away, and work gets in the way of that. So it's usually uh, usually on the weekends when we fly. And it sounds like you have a group of people that you go fly with? Yeah, we have a pretty good group. We got some guys from, uh, from up north a little ways, from uh, Tampa and Riverview, and some guys from Winter Haven that – that all kind of converge there and, and sort of like the middle of the state there, Wachula, and, and uh, we fly from there or a number of places, but that's that's usually our home base. That's pretty cool. So you've been flying for about two years, and you mostly trike flew, but you also have foot launch. How long did you foot launch for? Um, I was fortunate enough to train with um, with Mike Cotter from Fly My PPG and the guys – Travis Burns and Kyle Mooney from One Up Adventures. They were down here at Wachula spending um, a couple weeks training a class. And they let me come in and, and brush me up on my kiting techniques and, and launched me there. So the unit I fly is a um, power to fly. I fly a Simonini 250 now. It's a little bit heavier unit. It's capable of foot launching, but I kind of like keeping it attached to my trike. So my plan is, after I get this weight to where I want to be, I want to have a dedicated foot launch unit so I can have a trike and a foot launch. Does your trike break down to be able to foot launch, or is it just a trike? It, it does. It does. It, it can come off and foot launch, but it's a, it's a dual start with the 250, so it's not the lightest in the world. I mean, I could certainly launch it. It's a titanium frame, but... Um, there's a little bit to it. You know, there's some nuts and bolts. It's not like it takes two minutes to take it apart. It takes a few minutes to assemble and disassemble. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. So what is the coolest place that you have flown so far? Oh, gosh. A couple months ago over at the Palm Bay Fly-In, the Florida Fun Fest, um, it's about seven miles from there to the Atlantic coast. This is, it's over in Palm Bay, Florida. It's on the East coast of Florida. And, uh, during the fly in the year before I, I took off and flew towards the beach, but I chickened out and I, I just thought about it all year. I'm like, yeah, man, I wish I would have made it to the beach and I didn't. And, well, this year, um, this year we did it. We made it to the beach and got to fly down the, the beach on the Atlantic. And, uh, just one of those, one of those amazing flights. Well, that's cool. Have, have you ever thought about maybe doing the Icarus race? I have. I have. That, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. But then I go on a cross country and fly for an hour and a half. And I'm like, you know, I think that was enough flying for me. I don't think I'd want to fly for <laughs> five or 10 or more hours, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so what's the longest flight that you ever flown? Probably close to two hours. Wow. Do you, do you carry the, the full five gallons or do you land and top off or how do you get two hours out of it yeah i have an 18 liter fuel tank okay I, I i can probably get three and a half or four hours out of it 
No kidding. That's really awesome. Yeah, but that's longer than I want to fly. Gotcha. Well, that's really interesting. All right, so um, where would you like to fly in the future? Uh, do you have any specific place that you want to go fly? Yeah, I really want to fly out west. I really want to fly in the desert and, and Arizona and see some of those places like the Monument Valley and the Corona Arch and uh, that giant copper mine. I just I want to see that. I've never been out there. I've never been across the Mississippi, but I would really love to go out there and fly. That yeah, sounds like a, a great place to fly. Isn't Anthony out that way? I mean, he flies kind of in the desert, doesn't he? Yeah, he's in New Mexico. I'd like to go out there and see him and, and fly the famous Anthony Airfield. Yeah, I want to try that too. That'd be pretty nice to just to go out in your backyard and be able to fly, take off. I guess Woody does the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm super jealous of those guys that can do that. They just walk out their door and say, yeah, it's not windy. Let's go and send it. That's, that is pretty cool. Hey, um, let's go back to your camera setup real quick because I'm because I'm curious because I'm I'm a camera guy myself. Now you said that you got a GoPro four, five, and eight, correct? Four, five, and seven. Oh, four, five, and seven. And you have yeah. um, and you have a um, a Insta one uh, Insta three sixty one X. I got one of those yeah. too. That's pretty cool. That was the first time that I actually took it out. Was um, I don't know a couple weeks ago. I've had it for a long time. I actually bought it before I even started to fly because I wanted to, you know, be able to do Insta uh, or do 360 videos. How long did it take for you to, you know, get out there and start making videos? Was it like immediately, like um, right after training or, or how, how soon do you make videos? Well, you know, before, before I got into paramotors, I was like a lot of other people into drones and, um, and FPV, first person view flying. And, and we had airplanes that would fly for many, many miles away and rely on, um, on our video signal to see and navigate and get back. And even got to test some of those for some of the manufacturers. But back in that time, I made a lot of YouTube videos. So, so I was kind of already a YouTuber. And um, I knew that when I got into this, that I was going to uh, start my channel right away. So I started YouTubing in my training when I got my wing you know, before I went to training, I was able to do a little bit of video during training, but my instructor wasn't real big on that. And um, after that, every time I went out, I had a camera, at least one camera on me. Now, with five cameras that you have on you, what do you use to to edit this all up and um, and make look really awesome like you do? I use a, I use Adobe Premiere Pro. I was using some free software. Um, to start with, uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, Wondershare, Fillmore Wondershare. It was a, a free version, and then I had a paid version. And it's modeled after um, Adobe Premiere, so it was really easy for me to switch over. just had to pay a little money for the software. And what I do is um, I'll usually sync all my cameras up to the audio through my GoPro 7. That's usually where I'm recording my voice audio or my vlogging onto, and I'll try to remember to do the, the three clap before I start. Then I can sync all of those, uh, all of the cameras up to that in my timeline and then just cut out what I want and what I don't want and leave in there what I want. That sounds like it takes a lot of time. How much time does it usually take to edit up one of your videos? Probably 10 hours minimum. Wow. Some of, some of them have been, have been probably 20 hours, but, um, and, and then sometimes, I don't know, sometimes things just flow and you're like, wow, that was amazing. It only took four hours, but yeah, there's some, there's some time that go, that goes into it. A lot of people don't realize. No, I, I guess not. So when you say four hours, how much, how much flight time is a four hour edit? Oh, I'll, I'll usually fly for an hour or an hour and a half and, you know, edit for that long to end up with a, you know, ideally a seven to 10 minute video. That just sounds, that just sounds crazy. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you have four or five cameras, it takes a certain amount of time just to, just to move the media off of the SD cards onto my hard drive or wherever I'm working with it. You know, there's, there's just, there's a lot of time involved with it. There, there definitely. Well, um, yeah. If you were to only use one video camera when you're up flying, what would it be? 
I think it would be the Insta 360 because you can just do so much with it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's only like 20 minute battery time. Yeah, yeah, I got a few extra batteries, and and I can get, well, you know, and I'm flying in warm air, so I can get 45 minutes to close to an hour on it. Oh, that's um, good. Turn off the Bluetooth and everything else else on it, you know, and and uh, get you a little more time. But and I have a few batteries, but I don't like to try to change batteries in flight. No, that does seem to be kind of uh, difficult. Have you ever lost anything off your trike when you uh, flew? I lost my phone twice so far off off the dropping it. No, I haven't lost anything yet. Believe it or not, I haven't lost any cameras. I had one camera mount that was on the front of my trike and it was a little bit shaky and I had the old GoPro 3 on there and what I did I recorded a video of myself talking before I took off and said hey my name is PPG Gorilla and I showed a picture of my trailer that had my YouTube on and everything if you happen to find this camera because it's a questionable mount please contact me (laughs) (laughs) so I just left it on that camera in case anybody finds it you know if if it falls off and somebody finds it maybe I'll get it back someday down the road yeah, that, that's funny. Just just like Tucker in, in Iceland, I mean, how, how he got that one back is still beyond me. Hey, um, how about as far as a chase cam? Do you do chase cam, or do you want to do one in the future? Yeah, I've done one. I kind of moved away from it a little bit, um, and I'm, I'm looking to get back into it here pretty soon. I want to start using it again. What, why'd, you, why'd you stop using it? Uh, mine, got, mine broke. Oh. Mine got closed, closed in the door of the trailer. I had a... a um, a laser cut chase cam that my friend parked that made for me and it worked really well. It was really light and, and it got broken in the, in the door of the trailer. So I'm looking at the one that uh, PPG smoke has now. I like it. It's simple and uh, easy. I got that one. And um, every time that I hook it up to my wing to go fly, uh, as soon as I inflate and it, it like collapses my wing. So I think I may, uh, may not be putting it on my wing correctly how, how do you hook on a chase cam to your wing i i put it on the trailing line the d line i go find the center d line and go off right or left one one from center and clip it right on right there clip it on right at the wing that's weird that's 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 what i do i don't know why mine's collapsing maybe i'm not moving forward fast enough to to hold the weight yeah could be and I had the uh, old, old GoPro, the big block one, and I put it, and you know it doesn't have, um, it has that old mount, so it was like really super heavy. Um, now I have a GoPro Five Session that I use the little block, you know, the little tiny square thing. I think I'm going to try that next. And I just ordered a GoPro Eight and a GoPro Ten Max because that one's supposed to be 360 also. Excellent. Yeah. Have you have you heard anything about that that new GoPro 10 Max, the the 360? I've heard of it, but I haven't heard any feedback on it yet. I know that the uh, the GoPro Fusion 360 was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, I I've been through I've been with on 360 cameras since Samsung came out with the first Samsung Gear, the white one, and then they had a version two, and it got a little bit better, and then the Rylo was the next greatest thing I had that and now the X the uh, Insta One X is just far and above better than anything else that I've seen yet. Now you edit on your app and then you transfer it over to your computer or how how do you use the Insta three sixty footage? I do. I, I edit on the I edit on the desktop app just because my clips are usually so long. I, I've done it on the um, on the iPad before, which is nice and convenient, but it just fills up my whole iPad. So I do it on my desktop and export them as a 1080 clip usually and, and just add those into my timeline and, and mix them into my video. Yeah, it seems like if I leave it on for more than like 10 minutes, it just doesn't have enough juice to to close that file out and uh, it just goes totally corrupt on me and I lose footage. So I have to do like clips of, you know, three, maybe four minutes max. And then I edit the, those clips up and, and pull them into my iPhone and use iMovie. I try to do it the easy way. Yes. I lost my, I lost my beach footage from Palm Bay because of that, because oh, the battery ran yeah. completely dead and it didn't close the file and uh, I couldn't save it. I hate when that happens. 
So I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm, so I'm hoping if you know, like you, if I can have more than one GoPro, one more than one camera, maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can go out there and and uh, not lose my footage because <laughs> I hate when I do that. Because sometimes I get really good takeoffs, really good landings, or there's something really cool, and the camera's not working, or it's you know the dead, or the SD card is full. Um, do yeah, you? Or it's, or it's pointing at the ground. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 the 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 good stuff um and then and then you have the whole other monster of audio audio issues yeah. oh my gosh yeah we've all been through that absolutely but it sounds like with your new helmet sounds like you've got a pretty good thing going yeah yeah i like it a lot i've been real happy with that been really enjoying that i finally got myself that little gopro extension thing that you can plug into the hdmi port of the camera and then it has the the little microphone uh jigamawatt at the end that you can plug like a microphone in so i ordered a microphone with a good wind um mic thing the what do they call it the little squirrel wind oh, mic cat. yeah 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 the dead cat, <laughs> dead cat yeah. dead squirrel whatever it is <laughs> and i'm going to try to just run that over the microphone that i already have uh, since I got the Cena and see if that works, you know, once again, try to go as cheap as possible. I don't, I don't think I can afford a $1,500 helmet. Uh, where'd you say that, where'd you say that you got that, that, uh, really cool helmet that was half price. That was from Wisconsin flight sports. And it's about a, it's about a $750 setup the way that I got it with everything on it. That's And it's, and it's a really nice, it's a high quality helmet along with high quality, um, electronics. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. So, you know, that, that, um, microphone strapped to the boom, zip tied to the boom with the dead cat. That's what I did yeah. to start with. And it, it worked, it worked okay for me. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Cause I tell you, after you spend so much money on PPG and stuff, uh, there's really not much left to, to play with, with cameras and audio and boom mics and helmets and stuff. Oh, did you, ha you have a reserve, right? I do. What kind of reserve do you have? That's a good question. A big one. A big one. Well, that that's good. I big one. Uh, I, I kind of meant, is it like it's the round, square, or steerable? Yeah, it's it's round. And uh, I, honestly, I'm due for a repack, so I'm going to be going up to uh, Four Winds PPG, um, having my wing inspected and also having my reserve uh, repacked. So I have to remember to write down the information off of that. That's neat. Um, do you? It, so so where does it mount? Mine mounts um, right on the left side of my trike. My uh, my frame, that power to fly frame, has a reserve pocket, mm -hmm. but my trike has a uh, has support bars that kind of get in the way of that. And and you could probably pull it, but I you know you don't want anything in the way of your of your reserve. So I got it mounted on the side where it's where it's free and easy to get to. So you have it on the left side. Wh which hand is your throttle? Right-hand throttle is what I was trained on. Yeah, I, I got a right-hand throttle, too. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been flying for six months now without any um, reserve, and I finally got enough money to get a reserve. So my instructor said, how about you get a steerable reserve? That way you don't drop down into, like, power lines or trees or something. And then I'm like, well, you know, I want something that that is – I want a flight deck. He goes, well, how about we get a flight deck? And then we put the reserve in the flight deck. So I just got a brand new flight deck with the reserve. Um, but I haven't set that one up yet. But it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. That's nice. That's, that's nice to have it up front like that. I flew with a front reserve on mine. But it was just, it was a little too much. You know, with your machine, you have that single release point, which is really nice. With, with my machine, I have four different clips that I have to release to get out of the harness. And then the front reserve made two more, so it was just a little too much. Uh, I fly over water quite a bit down here. Oh, yeah. So what kind of flotation do you have? I have a, uh, I think it's an Agama. It's the, uh, the horseshoe shape, horseshoe type one. I'm kind of unfamiliar with it because I don't have one myself. But, you know, everyone says to make sure that you get a flotation if you are going to be flying over water. So... You know, I don't know names or anything like that when it comes to, you know, flotation, of course. But um, how does it attach to your frame? Do you have something that goes around 
you yourself, you know, as far as uh, flotation, how does that actually work? I'm, I'm not quite sure how that works. The, the flotation is, is kind of in the shape of a horseshoe and it just attaches to the frame kind of behind my harness. It has Velcro straps where it attaches and there's a pull cord where you can pull manually to inflate it, or it's also obviously automatic. So when the water hits it, it activates it in the CO cartridge, CO2 cartridge fires and inflates it. It's pretty simple, not, not anything too complicated. It's pretty, uh, pretty easy to put on and off, but I tend to just leave it on there now. Well, that makes sense. And your tires, are they big enough that they're kind of buoyant too, or how, how does that work? Yeah, they'll, they'll be, they'll provide some buoyancy. And then of course you have a fuel tank that's buoyant, but the, the main thing I think is, um, if you're going to go in the water for me, I'm going to be starting to unbuckle my straps and get ready to get out. Um, you know, probably just leave one, one strap until I make the landing and then, uh, and then get out of the harness. So do you have something around you too? Like, um, like when those, um, I guess ski or wakeboard type of things that you can put around you that are similar to the ones that we just talked about that have the uh, CO2 cartridge that pop out. Do you have something like that, that you wear like a, like a, um, like a secondary flotation? I, I don't, I've seen some people wearing those, but I, but I don't, I haven't got one. Is that something that you are looking into or want to get in the future? Or is that just not in the cards? I don't, I don't think so. I feel pretty good about the flotation that's on my machine. And, and, you know, I fly over water, but I'm not flying over long distance distances of water. Um, even if I fly over the ocean, I'm, I'm usually within reach of the beach. You know, we fly over rivers and lakes down here a good bit, but um, I, I'm big on having an LZ, an emergency LZ all the time as, as whenever possible. I'm still the same way. I, I was going to ask you that too. Do you still fly where you have enough altitude that you can land in an LZ? Um, because I've seen some people that, you know, just skim treetops and stuff like that. And that scares the crap out of me still, but I'm still considered a newbie, you know? So, you know, you still keep your altitude as your friend, right? I do. I do. And when we fly a lot of cross countries and we're not, I'm flying like that. We fly areas that have a lot of open fields and there are landing places everywhere. I'll fly down. Oh, I, I love to fly a foot or two feet off the ground. But when we cross an area where there's a river or there's a forested area, I'll climb up high to make sure I have an LZ um, anywhere I can. You know, once in a while, you, you, you always look at that risk versus reward. There's one spot where we wanted to fly down along the river and there's just if you're going to get down and see what you want to see, there's not really any good landing space without going in the river and, and you take that risk and um, you know, you just don't do it that much. It's like they say, risk versus reward. How much risk do you take since you have a family? I take very little risk. I don't, I don't fly aggressively. I like, um, I just like to go to go out and explore. I like to go up high. Sometimes I like to fly down low sometimes, but I'm not a, I'm not an acro guy. I'm not a wing over or a maneuvers guy. I like, uh, I like going places. I like to go and explore new places, doing cross countries. And the best thing in the world is when you're, you're going somewhere, you might be flying to an airport that's 20 miles away and you take off and you might fly at 500 feet and then you'll see a, a tomato field or a sod farm and you'll all drop down below the tree line and fly, explore it for a while. And then you'll pop back up and fly somewhere else and, and just seeing all the sites and the, the new places are, are what, what I'm in it for. Yeah, that, that still seems to be, you know, what I like. Um, I know for the first four months, I always flew high, lots of altitude and LZ was always in my sights. And then on the fifth month, I decided to uh, take a little bit more chances and fly with some friends and do that first XC. And that's when I found out that uh, my starter went out, so they had to come and pick me up uh, the first XC, right? And then, you know, I, I've, you know, take, took, took more and more chances, and now I'm foot dragging and doing kind of baby wingovers. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's time for an SIV course. So I'll, I'm actually planning on doing an SIV course. Have you done one yet, or do you plan on doing one anytime soon? I haven't done one yet. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about doing one this summer, actually. Any particular um, state or place that sounds like you would like to try? Yeah, here in, here in Florida with uh, with Andrew Fuller, they have a tow boat where they uh, 
they tow you out over a lake and uh, and do your SIV training. Well, that's cool. I'll tell you all about it um, because that's where I'm going this weekend. <laughs> oh, this weekend. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He said there's going to be about three more people there. So, yeah, um, that's that's where I plan on uh, doing my first SIV course. Very good. Yeah, I'm interested interested to hear how it goes. Yeah, he. this is what he told me. I don't know if he told you anything or not, but he said um, the first day, Saturday, is when you're going to go up and you're going to be doing, you know, different maneuvers and stuff like that. Uh, but Sunday, at your last toe up, uh, he wants you to twist your risers up where you have to throw a reserve. And uh, that one doesn't pop out. He actually has two reserves. So you should be able to float down. So I know that uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I'm, I'm going to be a wet dog in a lake. And that's actually what scares me the most is landing in water with, uh, you know, all the, all the lines coming down around me. What, what, what seems yeah. to be the worst fear for you doing an SIV course? Um, yeah, probably, probably just, no, you know what? I think the, the launch would be the scariest part. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because once you're up over the lake and up high, I I, that doesn't, that doesn't really scare me. Of course, if you, if you fail a launch there, you're just going to go in the water. But, uh, I've seen some of the guys towing on land that, that, you know, catch a gust or something and have a collapse and smack the ground. That that doesn't that doesn't look like fun. I don't think collapsing ever sounds like fun and smacking on the ground. No, no, I'm real comfortable in the water. I grew up in the water and did scuba diving for years and years, so I'm not too worried about the water. Yeah, I think, and that's one of the things that I told Andrew is like, you know, I think that's my worst fear is landing in the water than having all the lines coming down on top of me. You know, and feeling like trapped, or 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 even worse, the wing coming down on top of my head where I can't get out from underneath of it. Uh, I don't mind falling six thousand feet. That sounds fun. It's just that that landing with all the lines around and the parachute on top sounds kind of suffocating. So he said, "Don't worry about it. That's that that will never happen." Uh, you know, we 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 know what we're doing. We've trained for for many years, so I feel pretty confident. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So is that the reason? Was that one of the reasons why you want to lose this weight so you can foot launch to do an SIV? Yes. Yes, yes. Foot launch, SIV, adventure flying. I want to go, I want to go fly in Costa Rica and someday in Iceland and, and those type of trips. And, and like uh, you said, you want to do. easily done with a trike, you know. And that's one of the things that you want to do when you do the Icarus is actually not trike. You actually want to foot launch for that, right? Yes, if I did it, I would want a foot launch, yes. Well, that's cool. So what is your, let's say that, you know, the, the world is at your feet. You can get down to any weight that you want to. What would be your, your the best weight that you could get down to for, for you and your frame and for, you know, for you yourself? I think really probably about 200 pounds. And how tall do you say you and I'm sorry, say again? I'm sorry, how tall are you? Six foot. Okay, I'm 6'2", so yeah, I'm thinking about 200 or 195-ish. Yeah, yeah. But gosh, I haven't been that like that since high school, I don't think, so. Right. <laughs> but the weight's coming off the, the weight's coming off pretty good, so it, that may be possible. I started off at the 262, and when I weighed myself this morning, I weighed 148. I'm sorry, 248. I'm sorry. Wait, let me, let me reset I was 262 Monday, and today is Wednesday, and I weigh 248. Nice. So what is that, 14 pounds? But yeah. that's just water weight. You know, that, that's, that's not body fat. That's nothing other than, you know, than water coming out. So I'm not even thinking that that was even, you know, a number, you know. So, um Three months. So what, what date is that? What, what date is three months from now? Uh, I have to look at the calendar. I, I'm not sure. Oh, I didn't know if you actually had a certain date that you were like, you know, this is going to be the date that I'm going to be X amount of pounds or or you just said three months. There, there is a date. It'll be three months from Easter Sunday. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to say that I started Monday because I'm staying away from sugar and carbs and 
doing the intermittent fasting and keto because that sounds like something I can do. I was thinking about doing some fasting, you know, like for days, but man, that just doesn't work when you're all addicted to sugar. Uh, what oh, seems yeah. what seems to be your the worst foods that cause you to overeat and uh, cause you to gain too much weight? Oh, it's cookies, <laughs> cookies and cake, that kind of stuff. The same thing that everybody talks about, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll sit in front of the computer and just eat cookies and chips and not even realize it, you know? Yeah. I find if I keep myself busy, it helps. Um, the intermittent fasting is pretty easy. You know, I eat dinner at, at 6 o'clock or something and finished. I don't eat anything after 8 p.m. And I just skip breakfast. I don't de- eat anything until noon the following day, and it gives you 16 hours of fasting each day. And it's, that's pretty easy for me. My body's adjusted to it now. That's good. So you stay away from sugar and carbs too? Yes. Uh, low carb, not not completely no carb, but low carb. I'm not in keto yet. So I've, I've dropped about 20 pounds. And if I plateau like this, then I'll probably switch over to keto because I know that can, uh, can kind of kick it into high gear. Well, holy smokes congratulations so what weight are you at right now 265 holy smokes you are dropping i better hurry up or else you're going to surpass me (laughs) yeah yeah it's going good well i I, my birthday is uh june 10th which is right in the middle of the endless foot drag in kansas this year so my goal if it's still on for this year actually have you heard is is the endless foot drag still going on this year I haven't heard. I talked to Michael about a week ago, and he was going to be meeting pretty soon with the uh, with the people of uh, the city of Fredonia there and getting some information, but I haven't heard any news on that yet. So cross our fingers, because that'll be my very first fly-in, um, and it'll be my birthday. I'll be turning 51 there. Um, cross our fingers. Uh, we'll continue to lose weight all the way into June and maybe even hit our 195 pound goal, which would be freaking amazing. Um, now, now, how many um, h- how many of these fly-ins have you gone to, and where did you go? I've gone to um, I've gone to Palm Bay twice. Um, there's a, there was one up in uh, in Zephyr Hills, north of me, put on by uh, London Ivy and the Backyard Flyers. That was a nice one. I went to um, the Swanee Fly-In up in North Florida. Cool. Um, ba- Bad Apples, uh, the one in uh, Georgia, is is my favorite. That's just a beautiful place. Oh, cool. And uh, it was unfortunately it was canceled this year because of COVID nineteen. But right. we'll look forward to that one next year. And then we have our own little deal. We have a poker run that our group, the Sky Pirates, puts on here, and uh, we'll be having that again probably in probably in June this year. Oh, that's cool. So if you're going to have it in June before or after the um, Endless Foot Drag, if that's on, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of waiting to see how the state of Florida opens back up and, and make plans. But right now we're looking at the first weekend of June. Um, we kind of were assuming that EFB wasn't going to happen. I don't know yet if it is or not. So we're, we're kind of in limbo, just waiting to see what happens before we nail it down. Now, now, Florida is opening up right now, right? Aren't the beaches open? I think I heard that on the news. Yeah, the beaches in my area are starting to open back up. And uh, the governor made some more announcements today, but I wasn't able to catch it yet. Okay, that's cool. Now, you've been flying for two years. Um, what states have you flown in? Uh, Florida and Georgia so far. That's it. Okay, okay. Well, you know, if you ever make it over here to Arkansas, you're more than welcome to go fly with us with the uh, with the um, Little Rock flyers and uh, i think that'd be pretty fun you can go fly over at the sod farms and we got uh, pinnacle mountain which is really beautiful and all sorts of really nice places out here in the natural state yeah i need to do a cross-country trip and and meet all of these friends that i've met on youtube and people i talk to and come and see you and go see michael holiday in kansas go see anthony in new mexico robert michaels out in california yeah that would be awesome now, you all, all you got to do is go up north a little bit. You'll be in North Carolina, and there's Woody. Yeah, yeah, there's some good flying up there, too. They got some good groups up there. Yeah, I heard that Woody will, you know, Woody loves, you know, his PPG friends and invites everybody to come over and fly out of his out of his yard, which sounds pretty good. I've never flown out of anybody's yard before. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place you've got there. I got a question, though, about this trike now. Now, you started off flying foot launch. Is that correct? I, I started off with the intention of flying foot launch, but the guy that trained me didn't really have any equipment suitable for me to foot launch at my oh, size. Okay. Um, he had a great big fresh breeze unit that I, you know, I wasn't going to run with that on my back. He kind of, he kind of pushed me toward trike and, um, I trained on trike and fell in love with it and, um, and ended up buying one. I thought I saw a video on, on your video that you were flying foot launch or was that somebody else on your video? No, I did. I did learn to fly foot launch from, uh, from uh, Fly My PPG and One Up Adventures. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I did train for foot launch, and I flew a Nitro 200 that belonged to them. And that poor Nitro 200, it did everything it could. It got me in the air, though. <laughs> okay, I, I fly a 185, um, 262, and probably around 310 all up um, on a 28 meter wing, and that little 185 kicks ass. I mean. It's propelling me up about 10 feet a second as Skyfly High is telling me. Um, do you use any apps? And if you do, what kind of apps do you use? And, you know, what kind of metrics do you take off of them? I use, uh, I use Fly Sky High um, mostly. I've used PPG GPS, but it hasn't been real dependable on my phone or my iPhone for some reason. I don't pay a lot of attention to the metrics. I usually I use it mostly for the GPS function mm-hmm. um, and, and altitude when we're um, when we're doing cross country flights. I like to be able to put in my coordinates. So if um if my uh, landmarks aren't looking quite right, I can look at my GPS and say, okay, yeah, I'm on the right track. On the Skyfly High, did you buy all the little extra things that you can get? Yes. Yeah. And and which one of those do you like the best? I like being able to put in the waypoints, being able to enter your waypoints. Hmm. Um, you can drag drag to them on the map or, or enter them in manually. Okay. I, I personally like the airspace part because apparently I've been flying around airspace that I probably shouldn't, and it yells at me, so I'm able to get down and fly at the correct airspace and not worry about doing something silly. Oh, that's important. Yeah, we, we do have one field where we fly below airspace, where we have to stay below 1,200 feet until we get a uh, half a mile out of there or something. So yeah, that's a that's a good a good feature. Yeah, that's, I think that's one of my favorite features. Now you now how do you mount your phone? Do you got a phone mount or how does that work as far as like using Skyfly High? I have a um, on my uh, reserve. It's mounted on my left side of my trike. It has a Velcro uh, on the top, kind of like a almost like a flight deck. And I have a piece of Velcro on the back of my phone. And then I have a phone tether, a retractable leash that came from uh, Lone Star Paramotor. That's real nice. So I just Velcro it right on there. And if it should come off, I have the retractable leash, retractable leash clipped to me. And um, but the Velcro holds it really good. That's cool. How much how much room do you need to uh, fly a trike? And what kind of difficulties do you have as far as like you know putting in your your vehicle or 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 how do you actually you know, take your trike someplace. Do you break it down or how does that work? I have a, a six by 12 foot enclosed trailer. So it's really nice. I just put, put it right in the back of the trailer and, and down the road we go. Now I've, I've flown with some guys that break down their trikes uh, or they put them on the, uh, the cargo hitch carriers and take the wheels off of them, you know, or, or take them off the trike and disassemble the trike. But I don't know. I, I just, I kind of like to get to the field and just do my pre-flight and go fly. And then when I'm done, I, I want to put it away and go home. I got hours of hours of video to edit. <laughs> no kidding. Um, can you run through your pre-flight on a trike? Because I've never heard anybody tell me how they pre-flight a trike. Yeah, interesting. It's it's pretty much the same. The motor pre-flight is is all the same. I mean, I'm big on on post-flight, after my flight, I usually go through and retorque all my bolts, my prop bolts and head bolts when I need to, and, you know, look at fuel lines, make sure your air box is tight, every, everything is good. As far as the trike itself, there's not a lot of extra steps. Um, I look at the attachment points. I use that warranty marker. It's kind of like a thick paint that you put on the bolt heads. It's a, a bright yellow so that if um, if one of those bolts, bolts is vibrated loose, you can see it breaks the seal or breaks the paint. Mm-hmm. 
So I just uh, I look at the uh, the connections to the trike. I look at my wheels once in a while and make sure the the um, nuts aren't coming off or anything, and uh, you're pretty much good to go. That's cool. Um, do you use Avgas or regular gas, or what do you use for for fuel? I use ethanol free gas. Uh, it's pretty available here in Florida. I got a few stations around where I can get uh, 93 octane ethanol free. Wow. I run I run the Motul 800 oil and had pretty good luck with it. That's good. And and you've flown how many hours you think? Um, I, when I sold my first paramotor, it had uh, 70 hours on it. Wow. And uh, 70-some hours, and I got about 30 on this one. Wow, so you're about up to 100, 100 hours. Other equipment, only a few hours on, on other people's gear, so it's mostly been on my gear. Well, that's really Okay, that's really cool. So um, I've only flown my two paramotors that I've had. And I've flown my wing and one other person's wing. I've flown my Roadster 3. And I've actually was able to fly a Spider 3 that my friend flew. What kind of gear do you, have you flown and what kind of wings have you flown? Um, I have a Dudek Universal 1.1. That's the wing that I bought to, to start kiting before training. That's the wing that I trained on. And the wing that I've flown, I've flown a, um, other than that, the only thing I've flown is a Moho, a Mojo Power, an Ozone Mojo Power Extra Large. But my, uh, my Dudek Universal, it just seems to be the perfect wing for me. I'm, I'm weighted at the top of the weight range, so I fly pretty fast on it. I rarely ever even need to let my trims out because I'm faster than most of the guys that I fly with or as fast. Wow. And uh, I'm just super, uh, super comfortable with it. I just, I just love it. Have you flown any other wing? Other than the mobile power? No, I haven't. How I about, haven't. how about I'm starting to get to the point where I'm thinking about what is my next wing going to be? Am I going to go to a more advanced wing? Something maybe like a Colorado or, something along those lines but i want to get to my weight my stabilized weight and figure out what that is before i uh before i make that investment exactly exactly so when you go to these other um fly-ins and stuff like that that's where you fly other people's gear or how does that work i'm not real comfortable flying other people's gear because as you know the the unwritten rule is you break it you buy it right and uh, I just would hate to mess up somebody else's stuff. I really can't afford to buy anything else. Right. You can't afford to give somebody a, a brand new wing, right? Right, right. I'm very comfortable on my equipment, so I, I like to fly it. I did fly a different trike. Uh, Craig Taylor had a fly products trike uh, when I was in between paramotors. He let me fly. and it was, a, it was an interesting experience. Good to fly something different, but I'm still using my wing. And what size wing do you have? What size meter? 31 meter. 31. Wow. 31. That's... Big dudek. 31 meter. Okay, so I have a 28 meter. I flew my friend's 30 meter, and you fly a 31. It must be it must be really fast. Yeah. I'm about 415 pounds all up. I was. Not anymore, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You lost 20, 20 pounds so far, you said? 20 yeah down 20 wow i'm i'm proud of you man this is gonna be i appreciate it this is this is gonna be really good um now where can people go to see this video that you posted and how can they donate to resurgence ppg uh the video is on is on my youtube channel youtube.com slash ppg gorilla and the, the name of the video is too fat for ppg and um you can pledge in the comment if you want to make a pledge, and I'm keeping track of all of them. And then when uh, when it's said and done, when I reach my goal, you can donate directly through uh, resurgenceppg.com. They have a uh, they have a PayPal or a number of ways that you can donate uh, directly to them. Okay, so when they go there, they don't have to. Nobody has to spend any money. They just have to pledge that they will eventually in the future. Yeah, if I do it. If you if do I it. My goal. If you do it, no, yeah. you, no, when you do it, because I know that you're. I mean, if you drop twenty pounds already, you're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I got, I got too much counting on it. Too many people counting on it. 
So, and it's a small community. I mean, we we know Todd from Resurgence very well, and and I know everybody pretty much that's pledged to donate. So, I mean, we'll know. Every, everybody will donate. People are good for their word. So that sounds really good so you guys out there that's listening to this podcast make sure you run over and check out ppg gorilla's youtube channel and go ahead and pledge even if you don't find the actual video that we're talking about because this could be in the future just you know uh, say in any of the videos that hey you know what i saw this uh i i heard ppg grandpa talk about ppg gorilla and i want to pledge x amount of dollars for it, which is really awesome. So you can go to my channel too, which is ppggrandpa.com, and you can pledge also because I plan on losing some weight. I'll do the same thing that Gorilla's doing. I'll I'll lose forty five pounds, and when I do, you can. So, so so how how do you do that? You just say that um, you can pledge some money, or how do you, how do you put that out there as far as uh, having people do this? You know, it just kind of it just kind of happened with mine. One of one of my buddies said, "Hey, if you do this, I'm gonna I'll donate this much." I thought, "Okay, well that's great." And then it, it just kind of snowballed after that. Ah, um, I like that. It, it just started. I posted it on a Facebook page, um, "Paramotoring for Beginners" Facebook page, and that's where it started. Then it carried over into the comments on my video page, and um, it just it just kind of went from there. So, pretty exciting. I saw that. Now, how did you get that tiger on on there? Was that green screen? How that? How did you do that? No, I have uh, I have uh, exotic animals, wild cats and monkeys, and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was green screen. <laughs> so there you go. The secret's out there. He really has exotic animals. That's not green screen. So go there and check that that tiger out. That was really really super duper awesome. Now, when you fly a trike, let me ask you something. How much room do you need in front of you to make sure that you are clear to take off? I mean, I know with me being foot launch, if I'm into the wind, if there's any wind at all, I know that it's probably 20 feet max in front of me and I'm up and uh, you know, out of the way. How do you judge that when you're actually doing, you know, a trike like that? It's, it's very similar to foot launch pilots. I mean, we generally launch in the, in the same place. I, I kind of, you know, we take off at an airport where there's plenty of room. Okay. I give myself, I use all the room. I, I'll go all the way back to the end. So if I don't have a good inflation, I have time to taxi and, and correct the problem. And I'm not shorting myself. But um, it, it doesn't, it's really similar to, um, really similar to the areas that the guys foot launch from. Sometimes uh, landing can be a little bit different. Sometimes landing on rougher terrain with the trike is a little bit more difficult where you can kind of maybe step over obstacles where you, you really can't with wheels, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Man, we're, we're rolling up on our, our podcast already. I'm really surprised that this went so quick. It was just so interesting talking with you. Uh, another person, wealth of knowledge when it comes to PPG. I really appreciate it appreciate you being on the show today um and definitely uh losing that weight i know that you got this uh going to have a bunch of people that are going to pledge per pound or or just making it to your goal to resurgence ppg so if you're out there in podcast land make sure you check out ppg resurgence and that's dot org correct um resurgencepg.com resurgence ppg there you go thank you very much yeah. for correcting me i appreciate that there's all this ppg gorilla ppg you know grandpa uh, they, they should have ppg resurgence <laughs> yes yes true all right well well my friend man it was really good talking with you once again i appreciate there uh everything that you've done if there is just one thing that you can reach out to a newbie out there that's ready to go out and fly What's one bit of advice or something awesome that you can tell them right now on this podcast? You can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. We are not extraordinary people. We're ordinary people that do extraordinary things. Boom. Now that should be on a t-shirt. I love it. All right, man. Have an awesome day. You guys out there in podcast land, you guys have an awesome day. And we will catch you next time on PPG Grandpa's podcast. Woo-hoo-hoo!
Thank you very much for listening to our podcast today. That was Rick E. Davies, PPG Gorilla. Make sure you check out the links in the description. Go out and check out his YouTube channel and his Facebook. Make sure you run over to P no not PPG. Resurgenceppg.org and check out that. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and we will check you next time. Safe flying everyone.